Welcome to Law Technology Now with host Monica Bay, Editor-in-Chief of ALM's award-winning magazine, Law Technology News. Hear the latest about technology for the legal community. If it's tech, it's a topic right here. Good day. This is Monica Bay, and I'm talking to you from New York City. We have a terrific program for you today on Law Technology Now, which, of course, you can find on www.lawtechnologynow, www.legaltalknetwork, or iTunes. Uh, Kenneth Jones, who is a member of the Law Technology News Editorial Advisory Board, is our guest today, and he is talking about the story that he authored called Capture Metrics about how reports help firms identify and react to problems, and it's in our October issue. And uh, Ken, let's start off by having you tell us a little bit about what you do at Sedgwick and what the Zurich Group is. Sure thing, Monica. Hello, everybody. My name's Ken Jones, and I work for Sedgwick, Dieter, Marin, and Arnold. Uh, my formal title there is Director of Technology Services, and essentially my job at Sedgwick is to help deliver value and service to our clients. Uh, we do that in a number of ways. One is by delivering collaboration systems to clients, and that's what the Zertic Group does, uh, what you all folks would probably refer to as legal extranets. Uh, additionally, we work on the same things many of you do out there, electronic discovery projects, and I think the item in which we're going to speak about today, which is helping our clients understand their legal spend uh, what they're spending their money on, and how they can optimize it and ideally get more bang for the buck. Now, a lot of the law firms have are starting to do what you at Cedric were one of the pioneers on, which is creating these subsidiary um, organizations for tech or whatever. Before we dive into the substance of your article, tell us a little bit about Zurich Group and when it was founded and, and perhaps elaborate a little bit more on uh, what it does. Sure thing. Uh, Zurich Group is a subsidiary of Sedgwick, Data, Moran, and Arnold. It was founded uh, roughly five years ago, Monica. And the general idea is to help sort of extend the suite of services we provide to our clients. Um, like, I would imagine virtually all AMLAW 200 firms, uh, Sedgwick works on big, large nationwide litigations in addition to, you know, needing great lawyers and wonderful legal services. They need to do things internally, uh, like report the overall cost of the litigation, project costs for the next quarter, year, even many years. And I think with the introduction of Sarbanes-Oxley and other you know, um, controls from the federal government, these issues are, are even more important. So you know, we help to build systems to help our clients understand the total impact of their litigations, to help manage the litigations, and to help project and estimate the cost of litigations going forward. Well, your topic uh, fit very beautifully into our October issue. Uh, three times a year, LTN focuses on uh, e-discovery and does uh, EDD electronic data discovery. We do EDD showcases. And every October, we try to focus particularly on the issues that are of concern to corporate counsel. And that was pretty much the main target of your article a lot of organizations, you tell us, already are using some form of, of sophisticated financial analytical tools, but traditionally have been using them internally for their own operations. But what you're arguing in the article 
if I'm summarizing it correctly, is that these same tools can be very, very useful to help uh, companies evaluate how effectively they're using their general, their outside firms and outside lawyers. Um, so I thought what we would do is sort of go through some of the key points you've raised. Um, and why don't you start by giving us a little bit of an overview of how this kind of data can be helpful to a company that is attempting, I refuse to use the phrase legal spend. It drives me absolutely insane because to me, it grammatically needs to be legal spending. So, uh, how, how they slice and dice their money can, um, what, what, what's before we get into the nuances of particular uh, components, overall, what's the benefit to the companies and what's the big picture? Sure, Monica. I think it helps even to sort of compare and contrast um, what companies do overall and then to sort of highlight how legal departments can can do something similar. Uh, Very briefly, you know, an overwhelming majority of Fortune 500 companies have implemented projects using systems like SIP or Oracle or Hyperion to, you know, standardize and streamline the financial collection process. So for a company that has a hundred locations overseas, it's terribly helpful to standardize the chart of accounts and to have one reporting cycle and to be able to consolidate data faster and quicker. You're more productive and you can analyze the data and the trends. Uh, sort of distilling that down to the legal function and in the general counsel's office, I think they have the same benefits. Um, you know, we all know that, that companies spend a significant amount of money on, on legal expenses. Uh, it's helpful to understand how much is in litigation versus intellectual property versus transactional work versus labor and employment or, or the other types of areas that the spend is uh, ongoing. And, you know, to provide the general counsel and, and other folks within the company with tools to collect the data and to do it quickly and efficiently and quickly enough so that they have the data at their fingertips to analyze the trends and maybe identify ways to spend money differently or, or more effectively, or maybe to not even have to spend the money, or the, the types of benefits that I think these, these systems and processes provide and, and what I was hoping to get across in the article. Now, in the article, you identified two key phases, one being the collection process and one being reporting. Uh, explain a little bit about what you mean by the collection process. Sure thing. Um, Collection process refers to the manner in which we, you know, literally, pardon, you know, the, the repetitiveness, collect data. Now, you know, I think historically there's been sort of two ends of the continuum. One would be just collecting invoices. So, you know, an, an invoice comes from a law firm to a company for a quarter million dollars for, for a month or a quarter, but you really don't know what their invoice is for. I mean, you do if you read it, but you don't if you're just trying to analyze it, you know, from an overall perspective. Now, at the other end of the continuum, there's always been a sort of a trend to collect data at a very granular level, uh, things like um, the ABA task-based codes and leads and things like that. But on, on that end of the continuum, when you're collecting data in 0.1 hours and 0.3 hours, um, it's, it might be hard to interpretate the meaning of all of it, and it certainly is difficult often to collect it. Or if it's not difficult to collect it, it places a burden on your service providers to provide it. So I think what we were trying to get at and suggest is that a happy medium um, is, is what you want to strive for. Um, 
you do need to, and want to collect your costs, you need to build an infrastructure and a system and a process so that you can get the key data. You know, you know how much money is being spent, what's the time period it represents, what type of work is it on, or, or what case is it against, um, so that you sort of have that, that marriage between, you know, having valuable data and reducing the burden on the providers to get it over to you. Now, you spend a lot of time in the story um, on the reporting component of it, and you came up with some great guidelines. Um, before we get into the specific guidelines, uh, if you do the same thing you just did for collection and give our listeners a sense of what what is the reporting component and what's the overview of that, and then we'll get into some of the specific recommendations that you're making. Uh, certainly. Um you know, prior to being with coming and working with Sedgwick, I, I worked at a major pharmaceutical company, and there, just to use that as an example, um, legal spend was, you know, they, they tried to analyze it in sort of um, compartments, so to speak. Uh, they needed to know how much money they spent on litigation, and even within the litigation, you had, you know, IP litigation and product liability litigation and the like. And, and there was also just general IP work labor and employment work, transactional work, and a whole bunch of other types of work. Um, It's always just been a huge challenge to analyze and understand the the legal spend. Um, I think traditionally, you know, a a leader within a corporate environment would get a general ledger report. It would list, you know, by vendor or by account number, you know, all your spend. But, you know, the the people who entered the, the data into the system it might not have categorized it correctly or accurately or completely. And so even with reports like that, it, it even the most basic questions, such as, you know, how much do we spend on a certain case or on a certain type of work, become very difficult to answer. Now, how has the current technology uh, been able to, to make that easier and get to the point now where, as in what I thought was one of the most interesting things of your article, we're at a point now where the tools are sophisticated enough that literally you can almost customize your own report or the the folks who would be the the uh, interested parties and and the stakeholders as i understood may have very different interests in why they want to see the the information i think that's true i mean and i think one of the key uh, elements of the technology monica that's that's very important is the fact that it's web-based rather than having the coding done on, on paper or manually. And by, by having it web-based, a company can develop a, a simple application, and then they push that out to their service providers. And, and they, for example, would say, you need to, every month, submit an invoice to us, and you need to split your invoice up you know, by fees and expenses, by case, by the type of work, um, or by any other parameters. And it's, it's important to recognize that every company looks at their spend and has different goals and objectives. Um, but by having a flexible system, you, you can always, you know, attempt to meet those objectives. When so you, it sounds like part of that is the old-fashioned uh, make sure you don't have, a, was it G-I-G-O, garbage in, garbage out? Correct. Yeah, you're I mean, able to... So uh, it, go yeah, ahead. If you're, if you're collecting the data in the buckets that you want to report it in, you know, it makes it so much easier to then do the reporting. Um, conversely, if you're collecting, say, a $100,000 invoice from a service provider and it's 23 pages, it's, it's a real challenge to separate that data into, you know, one-third this, one-third that, one-third that, another thing. So, you know, by 
by pushing out to the service providers, you know, a simple little input screen so they can get their data in and separate it and, you know, qualify it the way you'd like them to do it, uh, I, I think that's step number one. Now, step number two is that if you tie payments uh, to the entry of data into a system like this, that's a wonderful incentive to get your service oh, providers to put the data into the system the way you want and need it to be. Now, you uh, wonderfully outlined some specific guidelines on how to do this. So let's go through and talk about some of the ones that you established. Uh, the first thing you recommended is that, which you just alluded to, that the cost data has to be submitted in a consistent time period. Talk a little bit about that, if you would, and the pros and the cons of what types of, of time periods. Sure, absolutely. I think the classic example, Monica, is the following. We used to struggle with this all the time in, in, in my prior job. If somebody might ask, what did you spend in the fourth quarter of, of a particular year? Um, and, you know, and as you know, you know, a, a service provider might bill from, say, October 1st to October 31st, and then their bill might be dated November 15th for the prior period. Um, there was never a good, easy, simple way to understand whether you should select November 15th or the period of October to answer that particular question. And then again, it was never really sure, you know, you're never really sure what what the folks asking the question wanted to know, whether they wanted to know what money went out the door in a particular period or whether they really wanted to know what services were provided in a particular period. But you can overcome that by structuring and tailoring your input screens to capture both those elements of data. And you can also overcome that by making it very clear in terms of procedures and trainings to your service providers how they should submit their cost data. We're talking with Ken Jones of Cedric Dietert, and we're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. Legal Talk Network has been producing award-winning legal podcasts since 2005. Subscribe to our RSS feed and start downloading today. It's free. Don't miss out on the latest in new media marketing opportunities for your firm. Contact Deb Curran at 781-551-9960 and learn all about the Web 2.0 revolution. We're back, and I'm with Kenneth Jones of Cedric Dieter, Moran, and Arnold, and we are talking about how companies can use financial analytical tools to help them assess and monitor their legal spending and to note trends, etc. Did you have any final thoughts, Ken, on some of the guidelines for uh, what sorts of data uh, should be collected and how to do it? Just one final thought, Monica, and that is when you're implementing a process such as this, it's truly impossible to do too much change management or, in, to put it another way, uh, training. It's, it's vital that you reach out to your service providers. Um, it, it's very important that you get their feedback. It's very important that you're flexible and then that the initial system you designed might not be exactly the way it ends up to be at the end. Uh, it might be some difficulties you didn't foresee. Uh, it's just be mindful to be very, you know, um, cognizant of, of the service provider needs. They're your business partners. And, you know, to be sure that, you know, 
they can reasonably submit the information that you need them to uh, because that's vitally important in order to being able to use that information for the types of reporting I think we'll be speaking about next. And in your article, you talk about some of the advantages of taking care of this, among them helping to predict the necessary spending, creating that data set to calculate your reserves, and creating a checks and balances that can be very useful for audit and compliance. Uh, we just have a minute or two left, but uh, the final part of your article, you talked about how to tweak some of these services and um, some of the customization that can be done with reporting systems. Uh, Why don't you talk about a few of the points before we say goodbye to our audience? Sure thing. Um, I think what we were getting at here is that many of the users of the systems are, you know, C-level executives. And so you need to work with those folks and be sure you present the data in a manner that, you know, is is easy to understand and and easily comprehensible and and so forth. Um, So a couple of the approaches we've seen, which are, I think, pretty effective, are developing things like a a performance scorecard, you know, with some, you know, nice little graphs and charts and doing trend analysis, you can, you know, show how over time, you know, from month to month, quarter to quarter, year to year, uh, spending is, is being, you know, is changing, you know, or, and so forth. And not only changing as in overall going up or overall going down, you know, but identifying trends such as how much is our litigation spend going up or down? Uh, how much more or less are we spending in, in e-discovery because of the recent change in, in the federal guidelines? Um, are we spending more or less in the world of intellectual property and, in, 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 you know, virtually any legal area? So, like any project implementing systems and working with business clients, you, you need to identify their requirements and their needs and work with them and come up with a, a final sort of presentation layer that's the, the type of data and type of value and type of presentation that makes it most useful to them. Well, Ken, this has been absolutely fascinating. If our listeners wanted to get in touch with you, how can they best reach you? Uh, certainly. I'm, I'm located in the Sedgwick Data Moran and Arnold Newark office. My email address is kenneth.jones, K-E-N-N-E-T-H dot J-O-N-E-S at sdma.com. Or they can call me or email me anytime. Terrific. Well, we've been talking with Ken Jones. As I said before, he's a member of our editorial advisory board and chief operating officer of the Zerdic Group, which is a technology consultancy that is a subsidiary of Sedgwick. Uh, it's just been fantastic to have you on board. I want to remind our listeners that you can find Law Technology Now in three places. On our website here at ALM, and yes, we are now ALM, we're not Insights of Media anymore, and that address is www.lawtechnologynow.com. You can find us on the Legal Talk Network, which is www.legaltalknetwork.com. And we're so cool. We're also on iTunes. Special thank you, as always, goes out to Jill Winward and David Jasper here at ALM, to Lou Ann Reeb, the Human Energy Bar, Mr. Scott Hess, Mike Hockman, and the fabulous Kate Kenny at the Legal Talk Network. And remember, there is no crying in baseball or technology. I'm Monica Bay, and go Yankees World Series. See you next month. Law Technology Now is produced by the broadcast professionals at the Legal Talk Network. 
Thanks for listening. Join Monica Bay for next month's podcast on the technology issues affecting the legal profession today.